What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Christian, Randy, Sean are back for the recap of the ugliness that was week two. Um, boys, before before we go here, how about a, a moment of silence for the uh, fallen fantasy football teams? Dude, no. That's not a moment of silence. When you're silent, that's a moment of silence. Randy was doing of silence. Um, no, I, I'm not having a moment of silence because my my fantasy teams came out good. So hopefully, I win some money that's because of it. So stupid. fuck them all. Wow! Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay then. Yeah. Uh, what a cheery outlook from Christian. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, to our listeners, no remorse for your teams that probably lost some big name players. Apparently, according to Christian, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, that's what I said. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would say. All right. So let me see really quick if I can pull up the injury list after week two. Um, let's see. It's because some of the names like Joey Bo- or Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, obviously for fantasy, it's not a it's not as big of a deal. But I mean, obviously, we lost Saquon Barkley for the season with the torn ACL. Christian McCaffrey is now out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Devontae Adams left the game with a hamstring injury. There hasn't been a report on that yet. Drew Locke will be out two to six weeks with a sprained AC joint. Uh, apparently, Cortland Sutton tore his ACL on Sunday. I. Didn't see that happen. Jimmy Garoppolo with a high ankle sprain that will most likely keep him out in week three. Um, Raheem Moster with a yes. was it a PCL sprain, sprained MCL, MCL. MCL most likely will be a week to week. Didn't no pun intended. Terod Taylor chest pains before the game started yesterday. Taken to the yeah. hospital. Was was it? Didn't it say that he got an injection in his ribs and that's what? I don't know. That. I didn't really read. I'm just I, more conflicting reports. That's why I was like confused. It, it was almost like they put out like four different stories to make it seem like he didn't have COVID on the sidelines. Like that's why I was like, dude, like <laughs> what, what, what I don't get about that is like he clear like he tested negative because he would have had to have tested negative to go to yeah. the game. But and then um I'm more concerned about Anthony Lynn still saying that Terod Taylor is gonna be the starting quarterback. What? Yeah, uh, he's one and zero, and Justin Herbert's zero and one. I think that's the bottom line. I think the biggest thing for him is he, I basically from what I gathered, he they played with like twenty percent of the playbook with Herbert, and that's that's why he wants to stick with Tyrod for now. Well, and I think the part of the the playbook that they played with was the most dumbed down version like the the playbook they put together is a lot of rpos and a lot of play action wow. and a lot of uh, quarterback a, under center but they and played herbert they played, was ultimately in the shotgun a lot they played 100 percent of the playbook with tyrod taylor in week one and he went 16 for 30 i also saw that the pressure rate on tyrod was like triple what it was on herbert not that I mean, I don't know what kind of showing you're going to get each week with that offensive line, but I think that definitely impacted Tyrod's struggles. But Herbert's better. I just don't know how any logical person can look at the two games side by side and see that Herbert actually had a little bit of success to a Chiefs defense that made Deshaun Watson 
looked like he didn't know what he was doing week one. And, and like Herbert was able to move the ball and to just say, yeah, we're, let's go back to the guy that threw for 200 yards on 16 for 30. And um, I, I, I just, I just don't see it. Maybe yeah, I, I, it's pretty night and day. One, one played better, one didn't. And it's the rookie. He's going to have bad games though, if he is the starter. So it, that's, and he's, clear, I, I, and he's clearly your future too. Yeah. Well, and I also think he, he relied heavily on running back targets. I mean, the running back targets went up like 40%, which I mean, all rookies are going to do that. Well, so did rivers for the last 20 years. So yeah. (laughs) And it made their offense better as a whole when they targeted those guys. But anyway, for sure. Moving on, moving on um, and going along with the injuries, Ferris Campbell suffered a PCL injury that is going to keep him out indefinitely. There's somewhere that he may be able to make it back. I saw it switched. Uh, there's a conflicting report that says it's MCL, not PCL. Are you sure you're not thinking of Mostert? Positive. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I have ESPN's article in front of me, and they're referencing it as a PCL injury. Um, Will Fuller, guys. Will Fuller has a hamstring injury. <laughs> Who would have thought? No targets. Oh, Week two because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Go figure. Rashad Perriman out with an ankle injury. Chris Hogan had a rib injury. Um, then there's some. There were, were some notables on defense. Um, I think there were a lot of offensive line injuries. Also, uh, for us, the most notable I think is um, Brandon Scherf for the Washington football team. Their guard. He's most likely going to be out for this week. So the Browns interior offensive linemen or defensive linemen are going to have a field day between Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson, who's looked very good in two weeks. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and they've given up the most pressures of the quarterback already. So yes, wasn't good before then. Um, other offensive, I don't believe you said the Rams backfields injuries of Akers. Yeah, Ribs, Cam Akers and, Brown, and Malcolm Brown. Brown. Ankle? Right? Something. Mm. I don't know. Akers got hit like his first, the first play of the game. Yeah, it was, I, I'm pretty sure it just broke ribs, literally. I, yeah, I mean that's not that's not uh, covered yet. So, right. So that's like eight or nine fancy relevant players already. We're gonna get into them um, in our flyers and outliers segment. Uh, we have two segments today. We're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about some buy, sell, or holds. On uh, some some names that, whether it's dynasty or redraft, guys that owners may not know what to do with. So uh, we'll we'll get into that. Um, so thrive fantasy, you guys were talking about it. Not as happy about the way this game has progressed. It seems like. <laughs> no, not as happy. But I did win. Uh, I came out plus ten dollars. Um, I think it was plus ten. Uh, on the Sunday slate, I should have known better than to put twenty five on the Monday slate. Considering last Monday I lost all my money, so I think what the goal is is to just uh put twenty five down next Sunday since I seem to win on Sundays. Um, <laughs> but no, I I mean I'm pretty pretty pleased. I hit the under with Patrick Mahomes at three o three and a half, and he threw for three o two. Yeah. Oof. Terrifying. 
I was rooting for that fucking field goal. I'll tell you what. I was just sitting there like, just run it, run it twice. Just run it twice. Please, please, please. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then they did. And I thought after the second fucking the the timeout and then whatever stopped the, the second one, uh, I thought for sure they were just gonna go for it at that point, but they didn't. So or it was a yeah, false start uh, that brought it from a fifty three to a fifty eight or something. Yeah. You won ten. I won. I was only played in the two R contest. Uh, I won ten dollars. Oh no, nine dollars in that. I don't remember what place. Oh, I, I got tenth. Tenth out of one fifty. So decent week. <laughs> and it looks like the the Saints are going to get one more shot to come down oh. the field and take this game to overtime. Yeah. I. Oh no! Also, I'm sorry. They're gonna. No, they're about to kick. Are yeah. they kicking this with Carlson? I believe so. What is um, it? It has to be like fifty-eight, right? Fifty-four. I don't. I see. I. I would almost. I would almost just say pin. Just pin the Saints back. Make them come all the way down the field with no timeouts. Whereas if you miss this I field mean, goal, the Saints are getting the ball in midfield. Carlson's been one of the most accurate kickers over the last couple of years, though. So we'll. I, I think you got to kind of trust it. Um, also, uh, on the weekend, I won. I believe it was sixty dollars on DraftKings as well, and like fifty cents on FanDuel. But yeah. <laughs> so, I won forty cents on DraftKings. So. Before, yeah. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. A solid kick <laughs> and pause for some, pause, pause for, for effect. Kick. Pause for effect. And he nailed it. Nice. That's game. Uh, yeah. Still throw to Jared Cook, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It was a it was a good week for DFS and Thrive for me and Christian, uh, and we're going to continue that next week with uh, our show on Saturdays. Yep. Yes. Live show. Live yep. show. Worked well this week. Important. It's a miracle. It did work. It was it was great. The feed was great. I was a little loud. Sorry about that. I wasn't screaming. It was just my mic. But he, we'll he fix finally, that next week. He finally learned what a noise gate was, and it just it threw everything off. <laughs> I told him about it. Two minutes before the show. <laughs> well, listen, right. I I have the noise gate on on our podcast. I just didn't know that it was in uh, oh, okay. Streamlabs. Yeah, yeah. Are the Raiders 2-0? Yep, they will be. Who did they beat last week? The Panthers. So, uh, yes. really one win to talk about. Yes, who everybody will beat. They are not good. No. Especially with no McCaffrey. There is no way Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback for more than a season. Gotta so. think it's one of Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence. Or Tyrod Taylor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 joke. We joke. R.I.P. Dude stinks. All right. Uh let's get into our uh Flyers, Liars, and Outliers segment. I can't did we ever come up with a third name? The it was I, liars. I know Right. Did we ever figure out something else? He he just took out liars. So. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll we'll make it happen anyway. So uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen. We have fifteen names of guys that we'll bring up to you, um, and we'll each give our opinions on what we think these guys represent, especially going into the week two waivers. So first one is. Uh, Rams running back Daryl Henderson. Uh, once Malcolm Brown and 
Cam Akers were out. He did end the game with 12 carries for 81 yards and a touchdown. Added two catches for 40 yards. And I think more importantly, he didn't. He looked like that the leg injury that he was dealing with in the preseason was gone. He looked really good. But it's a matter of there's a three-headed monster in that backfield. I would still probably pick him up because we don't know how long Akers or Brown are going to be out for. And if he's the lead back in Los Angeles, he could be pretty valuable for these next couple of weeks. Very true. Uh, we we know even with this offensive line not being that great, uh, they're holding it together at least enough. They're getting it done through the air. I think with it being only basically one back maybe for a couple of weeks, I think Henderson is a huge play. But yet again, the second either one of them's back, it's hard to even trust him as a flex play. Yeah. yeah. I and I'm also thinking... Go ahead, no, I was just, just gonna say who who do you drop to pick up a guy that you have one week of? One so, guaranteed week Naeem of Hines. Barkley. Not Naeem Hines. Don't be stupid. No, I'm dropping Naeem Hines out of spite. Okay, do so it. in the listener league, please drop Naeem Hines. Right, uh, please. We'll no, take, see, we, will see, take we will take our see, eighth running back. Thank you very see, much. See, that's also <laughs> that's also with Brandon, so I can't do that because Brandon also has a say, whereas on my, my own teams, I can drop Naeem Hines. Are, are you seriously dropping Naeem Hines? Or are you yeah, joking? I'm dropping him out of spite, dude. Okay, I'm just so make, sure, make sure you text in our group chat which leagues that's going to be in. Yeah, also, listeners, don't drop Naeem Hines. That's foolish. Drop him. Don't. He sucks. Yeah, don't listen to Sean. No, you're probably <laughs> listen to me. I, I'm saying this, but I probably won't do it. I'm just very upset that I started him uh, in my flex in like six leagues, and he had one point. No, this is more for, I mean, people probably took a flyer like last okay. week uh, with Bell going down. Maybe Henderson replaces Malcolm Brown for you or something. Um, there, there's a lot of people. I mean, I mean, I mean, Barkley just went down, obviously. McCaffrey's down. Like, there's, you'll be, you're going to have to drop somebody you're stashing on your bench, basically. Yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost at the point where I can't hold on to Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he should be on your IR, but um, yeah, but not every league I have has an IR spot. Yeah, I also, I'm kind. Of, so if it's pure redraft, I get it to an extent. Yeah, I'm not going to drop him in dynasty. No, no, no. But keeper and so I understand. I, I meant more like, but with this year, like with COVID and everything. You should have at least a couple. Dude, items. I, I, I'm aware. I'm not trying to get into. We talk about this every week, and I agree. I've never not agreed, but I can't control every league I'm in. I can't oh. control what they do. <laughs> you, you sure can. You can not join them. Uh, moving <laughs> on to James Robinson. Yeah, this, <laughs> let's. I mean, if he's on your waiver, he's got to be your number one priority. Yes, I would pick up Naeem Hines. I'm saying Hines. I wouldn't pick up Naeem Hines. You um, should pick up nine five. I would pick up Daryl Henderson probably <laughs> over a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about. Um, I, I think the only one I wouldn't is over this next guy. Yeah, mm. that's probably. F- uh, there's a few wide receivers. Uh, there's there's actually we'll, another running back. We'll get into it. I I still think Robinson's the top. I will say though, I I have been the proponent that Isigbo and uh, Armstead. I do believe we'll get a fair shot to get some snaps and it might be a hot hand approach midway through the season. But with all these entries to start a guy that's getting this many touches and running well, I mean, yeah, James Robinson, 16 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. 
He had 16 carries as well week one against Indianapolis. Gets Miami on Thursday night, week three. If he's there, you have to go get him. Um, he's currently the RB11 in fantasy through two weeks. That's absurd. Yes. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, he's like a, a weekly start. Uh, Until and an Armstrong back to see. I think you still have to see how it shakes out. I well, I'd still start him and just risk getting fucked that week because I, I think he's done enough. Like uh, Rayquell Armstead didn't really show us much other than Week 17 last year without Fournette. Uh, Azigbo hasn't shown us anything at all, other than training camp hype, and we've seen oh, it on the yeah. field for James Robinson. So I think he keeps his job. No, I believe in our one redraft. I have. Armstead and Zigbo on my IR slash COVID spots. I'm definitely my plan is to drop a Zigbo this week to pick up someone. I don't think he's. I think he'll get a chance to get some snaps, but I think it's really Robinson's job to lose to maybe Armstead. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you have to factor in Chris Thompson too. Caught a touchdown this week. Yeah, I know, but he did nothing last week though. So I know, but I still think he'll be out there over those guys in a pass catching role. Don't you? Not necessarily. You're talking Robinson? And no, Thompson. Chris Thompson over. Yeah, like yeah I, I think so. I, I mean, think I think Armstead and Robinson have a shot to be more of a, a three-down back type of role. Obviously, Thompson's going to roll in, though. Like, I'm just saying it's not going to be exclusively him on thirds. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to another Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, Keelan Cole, I think is a name that he seems to always, it, it's been the last, I mean, he's been in the league for three seasons. There's always like, you always bring him up his name at some point. Um, but through two weeks, 11 receptions for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns does have a larger target share than DJ Chark right now. Um, I know that that's like, that's like nails on a chalkboard to Christian because of how much he loved DJ Chark this year. And I, I it sucks for pretty much everybody because a lot of people like DJ Chark. But again, only two weeks. Um, what are you guys doing about Keelan Cole? I, I think he's an ad, but his target share is going to come down, man. I mean, DJ Chark is going to come up. I mean, he's an inferior wide receiver to sure, DJ but- Chark. He's he's not even looking Chark's way. Well, not as much, but, and I need to, when they come out, I bought game pass when they come out with the all 22, I almost wanted it just to see what the fuck's going on with Michael Gallup and what the fuck's going on with DJ Chark. Um, I, the week one, he was getting doubled a lot. I don't know that that was the case this week, but. Maybe that rapport that Gardner has with Keelan Cole now is going to be a little bit of a problem um, for Chark, but I would add Cole this week. He'd be pretty high up on my priority. He he would be maybe middle of the pack for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I don't, especially if Chark is going to start playing his way in, I don't really want to spend a lot of fab or waste a waiver priority on a guy that, yeah may do this for one more week at most and then kind of fall back down towards the... Yeah, for sure. I'm not spending... I I probably wouldn't even spend any fab on Keelan Cole. 
there's not really a wide receiver on. There's maybe one or two receivers I would question putting some fab on, but for the most part, I'm spending on the running backs and having them as my backup options to get depth of my team. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, and then the next two guys, um, one of them will be Christian McCaffrey's replacement for the time being. The other one is the latest um, recipient of fuck Adam Gase and everything he stands for. Um, Mike Davis. Yes. Mike Davis um, only got one rushing attempt in week two, but he had eight catches for 74 yards. And um, Matt rule has already said that he, that they do feel comfortable about Mike Davis in a, in a lead role and Christian McCaffrey at least won't play for the next four weeks. And then uh, Robbie Anderson, he now has 15 receptions for over 200 yards and a touchdown through two weeks. Again, he looks like the latest guy of get the hell out of Adam Gase's offense and go be great somewhere else. Um, I would say for me, Mike Davis is probably probably second behind Henderson, but I would I, I would still prioritize Robinson over the three because Mike Davis is only going to be relevant for the time that Christian McCaffrey's out. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to bet on McCaffrey coming back closer to the four than the six. The problem uh, is they tried that with Barkley last year. The same injury tried to bring Barkley back too early, and Barkley was very, very ineffective for the rest of the season. He was good enough. I mean, I, I it's McCaffrey though. Like I, I, it's same with Michael Thomas. I, I have the belief that they'll come back earlier than expected because that's what they do. Um, I agree with I. I almost want to put obviously Robinson's kind of an outlier here because he should have been picked up last week. Uh, but for if we're getting rid of him, Davis might be the one just because he might have a longer lifespan than Henderson. Um, but I am a little worried about what I talked about in this offseason that uh, Curtis Samuel is going to get some reps at running back as well. To kind See, of I just I have trouble believing that that's going to be a thing. You have trouble believing that college running back could do that? I'm a guy that they've wanted to put a receiver like. And he's played three years of receiver now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that was before they had Robbie saying, Anderson too. I'm also not saying that he does that 100 percent of snaps. I'm saying he could do that 20 percent of snaps and cut a lot of Mike Davis's value. But I don't think if they didn't have Mike sure. Davis, I would agree. But I, I do think they have they they got Davis. If it was just let me put it this way, if it was just Reggie Bonifon, who everybody talked about yeah. as the average handcuff, then I would agree. But they they went out and signed Mike Davis. I know, but Davis or, isn't getting hundred percent of snaps, and he's nothing special. So yeah, that's, that's what I, mean. I. I just I don't. I, if anyone's going to cut into it, I think maybe it's Bonifant a little bit. I don't think it's Curtis Samuel. I mean, my biggest thing is they're not going to be ahead in any games. They won't be closing games for very long. So the rushing upside they, of Davis kind of makes me not excited. True. But he did show again. He showed, especially last week, that he can catch passes too. Yeah, slightly. Uh, Christian, anything else for that one? No, I. I mean, we brought up Robbie Anderson. He is yeah. probably top priority for me this yep. week. <clears throat> Outside of the well, there's another guy that we'll talk about soon. But I mean, over some of these running backs that don't have that lifespan, like we were talking about, like Daryl Henderson, I'd rather have Robbie Anderson 10 times out of 10. Um, yeah. It's, just it's be- clearly, it's clearly Anderson over Samuel. Like that's wide receiver I, wise. 
yeah, that's not going to change. I, I don't, and I, I don't think that's just an no. anomaly for two weeks. Like Samuel is the wide receiver two in that offense, or Anderson is the wide yeah. receiver two. Dude, there's times he looks like the wide receiver one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, he's not. DJ Moore's much better, but I mean, in terms of the targets that he gets, Teddy looks to Robbie first a lot of the time. Yep. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against Robbie. He he would. Um, I would have to think about it, but he'd be up and he'd be in consideration for my top receiver. That's for sure. sure. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and chances are he probably won't. Um, he, he he's probably not out there a ton, but yeah, yeah. People usually draft Robbie. It's true. Even if they, but they probably. Him. Well, I guess they didn't have to Why drop they, him they after week one this year. It's true. All right. Um, Moving on here. Sorry, I was trying to pull up something that was going to go along with this, but I don't know if that the statistics I found are necessarily right. Um, but the next guy is Chase Claypool. He had that long touchdown in week two. Three catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. This, to me, is the first guy that I believe is kind of irrelevant on this list. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he might. He has a chance to like outshine James Washington, but it's it's clear Juju's a star on the team. He's getting the top guy coverage. Deontay Johnson's the target leader. He's killing it. So, I mean, at best, Chase Claypool is going to be a third option. Um, and that's even close with Eric Ebron and James Conner in the passing game. Yeah. But yeah. he could have big weeks. So, I, I mean, that's that's a deep league. For me. Well, that's... That's like our listener league. Like I would consider Claypool at the back of our bench, yeah, the but, flyer, but I mean, not over these guys. I mean, that's a fourteen-team league, and I think our bench has Brandon Ayuk and MVS. And like, I'm not. I don't think I'm dropping them for Claypool. No, no, I don't think I would either. So maybe sixteen-team leagues look at Claypool. But then again, we we didn't get uh, destroyed by the injury bug this week, so very <laughs> true. All right, Russell Gage, um, six catches for 46 yards and a touchdown in week two. He's now eclipsed uh, double-digit receptions, got his first touchdown of the season. This is a guy I talked about already week one. It kind of goes back to what we talked about, that there are going to be three relevant guys per week catching the football. Russell Gage has been that guy both weeks. Last week, Hayden Hayden Hurst was the odd man out. This week, it actually happened to be Julio, but Something looked up with Julio. He did not look 100%. Um, Russell Gage almost had a passing touchdown also. Um, yeah. If Julio I, didn't suck. If, if, Anderson, <laughs> if, if Robbie Anderson's already picked up, this is my next guy that I'm going to grab. Yeah. If I, need. I, I think same with me. Um, I think every week he's going to be competing for that third spot with Hurst. Uh, I mean, Julio, We I mean, we know fucking Julio. He had his... 150 plus yard game last week so he was due for the stinker this week uh he's probably gonna get his first touchdown next week knowing julio so uh gauge might be out of the the radar for one week but he's definitely him and anderson and i believe one other guy we're going to talk about are the the three top receivers for me it kind of depends i but again the receiver position i don't know if i'm spending maybe one to five dollars like i 
I don't really think people are searching for these guys. Well, on the okay. see, there, speak there for yourself, Mister. So, I didn't. I lost AJ Brown, Chris Godwin, Sterling they're Shepard. They're not out for the year. They, both of those might play. Sure, yeah. but well, Godwin is playing. But <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's one. I Shepard, Campbell, AJ Brown. They haven't said anything about yet. It's Debo Samuel still not back. Like that, I'm down. Like you're talking, yeah. I'm down four guys. I understand. I'd spend like, a lot so, of fab on Gage. Personally, I probably would too. But see, in that position, like with that team, that's a whole different set of situation than most people that are dealing with the waiver wire. Even so, so I still think I would. Most people are trying to fix their running back room, where yeah. well, you are, you are don't have to spend as much this week because your running backs are still intact and your receiving core is being dragged through the ground. Not, not even on through the ground. <laughs> question, question for both of you: Would you rather Robbie Anderson or Alan Lazard? Ew. Fuck Lazard, you said or Anderson? Actually, no, Anderson. Problem mm. is, and, or Lazard's going to be competing with MBS for that second tier of receptions, where um, Anderson's not. Okay. Yeah, question two: While so. Randy thinks, no, MBS think or Anderson. Robbie. MVS or Robbie Anderson? MVS. Yeah, probably. Better quarterback. Better offense, better team. Yeah. Mm. Don't you dare say that Aaron Rodgers is better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, yeah, but what's the situation? MVS is the 2A right now, and Robbie Anderson is the 2. And Robbie Anderson is going to have weeks with one catch and for eight yards and MVS is no. probably at least going to get you three or four catches a week. I don't know, man. I, they have to throw it's so Robbie, much. Dude, it's Robbie Henderson. He was Darnold's favorite target. We saw it happen there. He was the wide receiver one. We saw it there. He was wide receiver two. I think we're going to see it again. Crap. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on here. So the next guy on the list is Isaiah Ford. Uh, Ford, after after a very quiet week one, he did come back week two with uh, seven catches for 76 yards. I'm ignoring this because if you're telling me that the Miami offense is going to have four relevant pass catchers, no thanks. Yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in the fourth guy for this team for sure. No. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking. Cause, he, he had a good right. game. I understand why he's on he did, there, yeah. but he, like I like I said with uh, Claypool, he's he's at the back end of the list, kind of thing. But you guys are, but like, and you guys are, you guys are big into Preston Williams. I mean, Preston Williams has had two weeks, two very bad weeks. You have mm-hmm. to think it's coming at some point. If if you guys, oh, 100%. Are, way you guys believe in him like you do, yeah. And it's not, two corners in the NFL the first two weeks, yeah, and so <laughs> narrowly. Isaiah Ford, while he had a good week, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bothered with that. No, no. All right, oh, uh, another guy, another guy that I'm not bothering with, David Moore. Um, three catches for 48 yards and a touchdown week two against New England. He's got six catches for just over 65 yards and a touchdown pass. He's another guy that you always seem to talk about, like once every season. 
because he always has that one game where he's relevant and then yeah. he just disappears. So like just because of this year, I think he's not a bad like he's a good player. And he's just he's the third receiver of this situation. I mean, Lockett's been hurt in the past. DK is such a physical freak, I wouldn't be shocked if he Bo Jackson is way off a couple of weeks where he just runs through six people and somehow pulls his hamstring. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't th- I think he's very back end of the waiver wire, but he's someone you should keep your eye on. Yes. And then Christian. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. All good. Oh, I, I meant, I meant like same thing. Like do you agree with us. Yep. All right. Uh, next guy here is uh, Dalton Schultz, who's kind of stepped in uh, in the in Blake Jarwin role. Nine catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. I think I read something that he's like the second player to have nine, 88, and one under the age of 25 since some very big name tight end that I can't think of off the top of my head. But I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I realize how I realize how kind of unimportant that stat sounds. But I mean, I, I know what you mean because on our A one episode, I was throwing out the all of no offense, uh, big name stats yeah, right. as comparison. So I, I get what you're they they have those. I understand what you mean. Um, but yeah, I I think he's a good speculative ad. I'm not sure. Um, why don't we just bring it up now because it's the same thing. Uh, would you rather him or Drew Sample? Because those are the two that have kind of taken over the tight end position. That's tough because because Burrow's already showed through two weeks. Uzama in week one had four for 45. And then once he went out, and even before he went out, he had four for 42 and a touchdown. And then well, Sample had for 45. Like Burrow's already shown that he wants to use the tight end. Well, I, I will say that. Uh, Dak Prescott has shown for three years True. that he throws the tight end, though. So I think it's a really good question. Um, for did me... Did you just compliment your own question? I, shit, I didn't really mean to. Um, for me, I think it's... for. Uh, I'll take Dalton Schultz because I, Drew Sample is more of a blocking tight end. I know Dalton Schultz somewhat is as well. Uh, just the better offense. But with how Burrow was targeting Sample going down the stretch there. I think it's really, really close. Yeah. Christian, what do you think? I'd go sample uh, just because I think at some point Michael Gallup gets more involved. And yeah, he was uninvolved, but he's not even close to what he got last year. So, I mean, I have to think that CD Lamb still cuts into Schultz as he would have with Jarwin um, once they get Gallup going. With that, I'm with you. But, like, it's not like the Bengals are without – target people as well i mean they have a really good receiver room there too so that's that's why i'm kind of but i i will say the Bengals throw the running back more so that's that's kind of where my thinking was going but it's honestly i think if you get either one in your desperate tight end which i'm not sure why you're desperate at tight end right now but uh i think it's a good call yeah um, and then the next guy, uh, staying true to the tight end here, um, Jordan Reed, <laughs> seven hey. catches for fifty yards and two touchdowns. I uh, I don't so, want to talk about Jordan Reed because you guys know my feelings on Jordan Reed. Oh, he had a good game. All we have to say about Jordan Reed is for this week, 
because Kittle's not playing this week, in my opinion, not on this field that just took half their goddamn team. I think he sits out one more week at least. For this week, do you want Jordan Reed, Dalton Schultz, Drew Sample? I guess we could throw in uh, Mo Ali Cox for the same thing. It would probably be Reed, but my problem is I don't want to waste a waiver claim or spend money because you're going to have to spend money to get Reed on what he did. I don't think so, man. Because, I mean, just like we're saying, I I think Kittle's back week four. So, I... Whereas like Schultz and Sample have their jobs, that that's their job now. More like Cox that we still, I don't know if he's. I mean, he was he was going to factor in at all times, but I don't know if he's going to get anywhere near that target share next week. Really sad that uh, Baby Hands Doyle was hurt this week. Uh, that could have been nice. Uh, I told you so there, uh, but damn it. <laughs> I think I would I would rather have somebody else deal with Reed. I I think honestly I think I would pick Schultz as bud what I said last time. Uh I'm assuming Christian would pick sample and I don't think he's wrong either. Like I I think both of those guys have a good chance to be uh tight end two like mid uh upper side back uh upper side back upper side tight end twos. Yeah, I mean I think I think ultimately they both have tight end one potential with what we've seen at the tight end position for Okay. Years and years and years, and yeah, you can have tight weeks. Yeah, they're ultimately they're both going to get peppered with targets. So, if if that's the case, I think, I mean, I'd be comfortable with either, but not Jordan Reed. No, yeah. Um, two Colts pass catchers. Randy talked a little bit about Mo Ali Cox, but uh, I think we can also talk about Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman had four catches for thirty-seven yards. In week two, Mo Ali Cox had five catches for 111 yards, so he stepped in for Doyle there. Uh, and I know Christian's excited to talk about Michael Pittman because Michael Pittman's been one of Christian's favorite rookie wide receivers, and it seems like this is going to be his time now with Paris Campbell probably out for the majority of the season. You have to think that Michael Pittman steps into the number two role. I know Zach Pascal caught a touchdown, but I still don't believe in Zach Pascal. Um, no, not, so. Not when- Future of the team, kind of thing. So, where does where does Pittman rank to you guys? So, we talk about. I'll speak first because I know Christian's love for him. Uh, he was the third receiver I was talking about for my top waiver wire for wide receiver position this week. Uh, just because Hilton's done nothing all year. Uh, Paris Campbell looked like the wide receiver one in week one. He's obviously down for at least a bit. Obviously, there's conflicting reports between the MCL and PCL, so the severity could vary from like one to seven months. So I, I really don't know how long he's out. Um, but if he's out for the season, I think Pittman really grows into this wide receiver two position. So I think that is kind of a bump for Hilton with Paris Campbell out. Um, uh, unfortunately for everyone that called that breakout like Pauly. Uh, but Pittman looked great. Um, but yeah, I, I still think I would put him behind Gage and Robbie Anderson, though, uh, just because their role is a little bit more defined already. Yeah, he's ahead of he's ahead of Keelan Cole for me. Same. Yeah, probably, probably Be- same. Um, I I honestly think that Pittman's going to get every opportunity to be the wide receiver one because T.Y. Hilton, you have to assume Phillip Rivers is fucking sick of T.Y. Hilton dropping touchdowns. <laughs> so like, the, reason, the reason I'm so high on him is if 
like there's everyone besides Hilton, there's like 30 targets a week going out. And two of those people are down right now. Uh, obviously, Molly Cox stepped in in a big way, but they didn't use Hines last week at all. So uh, I, I would have to assume the second receiver of this offense gets five plus targets a game. And that's pretty good for a flex option guy. If you're guaranteed five plus targets, that's that's startable. All right. And then the three, I think three of the most important running backs that everybody's going to have to decide between this week, Jarek McKinnon of the San Francisco 49ers with uh, Marie Mostert at least out one week and Tevin Coleman out multiple weeks. So let's talk about him first. Three, there are three carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. He had a, he got 40 yard, 32 yards on a what third and 25, whatever that's, that was just, just shows it was 55 yards on third and 31. Okay, 55 yards, that's right. It just shows, that's how bad the Jets are. I hate the Jets, I hate the Jets so much. Um, <laughs> but McKinnon, probably going to see a ton of work, at least he's, for the next he's week. He's probably going to be RB2 this week, honestly. I, uh, I think he probably has RB1 upside this week, he too. does, but because of guys like Jeff Wilson, who... We saw when people were banged up last year, got the goal line work. I think that happens again. So that scares me off the RB1. But I understand exactly what you mean because he should get a ton of work in a game where they're playing their backup quarterback, their starting tight ends gone, their starting receivers still on IR, uh, their starting running backs gone, their backup running backs gone. I mean, like, I think he's getting a ton of work in the passing game at least. Question. Uh, we don't have him on the list, but. Would you guys pick up Jeff Wilson? No. In a in a deep in a deep league, probably depending on how this week and last week even with had a couple really good injury weeks there. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think he's more uh, more of an option standard, where the tight uh, the touchdowns matter more than receptions. I mean, am I really gonna start Jeff Wilson? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean. But again, we play in leagues that are super flex that also start two tight ends, three receivers, three flexes. I'll fi- like, I'm finding another option than Jeff Wilson. Well, I mean, I not, started. Not after, not after the list of receivers you told me a minute ago. <laughs> you still, might not have another option. I'm boy. still finding someone else besides Jeff Wilson. <laughs> or no, he, he's someone you add. If you if you didn't get out of your running backs, you add him. You don't put it away for play. Well, Jeff you Wilson. add him for a week. You add him for a week, and then Raheem Mostert comes back. Then it's Mostert and McKinnon, and then you don't play Jeff Wilson anyway. And then you cut him. I mean, well, Mo- you, Mostert could be out four weeks, man. It's week yeah, to week. But, have, but, but then you have to think it's saying, show. If you're if you're in a position to where Jeff Wilson has a chance to start for your team, I think you adding him for a one week spot start. Is a reasonable assumption. Like, if he has a chance to start, you probably fucking need him. You need him to get two touchdowns for you. <laughs> Christian, I thought you, Christian, I thought there was something else you were going to say to uh, that. Maybe, but then Coda jumped on him. <laughs> How do we know it's not Jermichael Hasty? Because I, we have proof that it's Jeff Wilson already. Yeah, we we know it's Jeff Wilson in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, Hasty might take some work from McKinnon. Which would yeah. suck. Uh, maybe. For, maybe for not. <laughs> I mean, they they're literally their team does not want to play on that field again this week. I mean <laughs> True. I I don't 
I don't know if it's really a bad thing that McKinnon doesn't get 100% of the work. Like, he's injury prone as it is. True. All right, well then, let's talk about both New York Giants running backs. Wayne Goldman, who's been a healthy and active for two weeks, and Deion Lewis, who had 10 carries for 20 yards last week. Yeah. Um, what do no. you do? Deion no. Lewis I'm not interested in. Uh, teams have tried to make him a three-down back type deal. Uh, the Patriots kind of got him a little bit like that, but yeah, that was much. That was a long time ago. He, I'm not interested in him at all. Uh, Wayne Gallman, I don't like that he was a healthy scratch. I will say that, and I don't like how they had Freeman visit. But it's Monday night. Freeman hasn't signed. If Freeman doesn't sign by tomorrow, it's going to be Wayne Gallman this week. So I think Wayne Gallman. He's at least a good shot. I mean, that's he should get some work. So if you lost Barkley and you can't get James Robinson, you don't trust the short timeline of Henderson or Mike Davis. I think that's a good enough ad. I mean, he did nothing last year, but, you know, it's worth an ad. <laughs> there was a tweet. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Jake Seeley. They, uh, the Giants had talked about in the preseason how they like Wayne Gallman if something were to happen to Saquon. They've already kind of come out and said that that they feel good about who they have in Gallman. And if you think about it, I mean, Bar- when Barkley was hurt last year, Wayne Gallman was the starter. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he should be up at the top of the waiver party. Um, I don't think he's going to have anywhere near as good a weeks as uh, Henderson can while he's alone. and. Like Davis can while he's alone, or McKinnon while he's alone, but he's gonna have the job the rest of the year. Yeah. Plus, this is a yeah, this is an all year thing. The only cop, like literally, the only competition for them for him is if they trade for somebody or they sign Freeman. That's the only competition for him. Free Rojo. Free Rojo. <laughs> he would uh, not be a good fit in that offense. No, he would not. Can't right. protect. Hell yeah. So I highlighted going through this. I highlighted like the the names that we talked about how we would like the most. So I want you guys to give me your top three, who you're prioritizing between Daryl Henderson, James Robinson, Keelan Cole, Mike Davis, Russell Gage, Michael Pittman, Jarek McKinnon, Wayne Gallman, and Deion Lewis. Give me your guys' top three. All right, Robinson's so, Robinson one for both of us for sure. Yeah. Um. So. Mm-hmm. I I would go Mike Davis as my two, um, because I mean he's gonna get at least most of the McCaffrey work, and then I would go Jarek McKinnon. I'll go Robinson, Goldman, McKinnon. Yeah, I'll go Robinson. Yeah, I know you didn't list Robbie Anderson. I just I just feel like Anderson's going to be owned in more leagues. That's, that that's yeah. So that's why I, I didn't include him in this. All right. Uh, I would go Robinson. Mm, Gallman, Gage. Okay. Yeah, I. it was hard for me not to say Gallman, but I, I'm winning in most of my leagues every week. I, I'm more of a win-now approach than the season yeah. type two, but I also haven't been ravaged with the RB trees really. 
I've had one here and there. So if you if you need a guy that could be your flex option the whole year, maybe, which I'm not even sure Gallman's that great. So, but at least he has the job. Yeah. I'm sure he's not that great. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but season long mm-hmm. is is more impactful than three weeks of Mike Davis. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll bring up some guys and talk about if we're buying, selling, or holding. All right. Welcome back to the cut. Let's get into our second segment here. Um, we're going to bring up some names and I think we're going to have to give some context into what we're talking about here. Um, whether it's dynasty or just regular season long redraft, um, just guys, uh, Either they've been affected by injuries or they've just been ineffective to start the season. Kind of what we're doing with these players. So J.K. Dobbins will be the first one we talk about. He would, had two touchdowns. He looked great week one. All of a sudden, they turned back into the Mark Ingram show week two when the game was a little bit closer. Um, I do think in Dynasty, if you're going to buy him, you're going to pay a lot because it's two weeks of a rookie running back that he was a lot of people's first-round rookie pick. Um, so I guess more in like the redraft, what are you doing with Dobbins? If, if I have him, I'm holding obviously. Um, and that goes for both dynasty and redraft, but I guess with Dobbins, like I'd try to buy, but I'm not overpaying for him based on the fact that he has the least amount of carries on that team. He's behind Gus Edwards now. so. I picked him as my start of the week and then he didn't get any touches. So that's, I I don't want to go all in on Dobbins knowing that that could happen every week. Like Gus Edwards could be the best running back there next week. He might be. So he's clearly a buy a dynasty because he's a dynasty running back. Let's be real. Um, I think in keeper leagues, he's a buy um, with a little bit more of an overpay. Like, I'd be willing to spend up a slight bit because he is going to be the RB1 there next year, most likely. It's not a guaranteed thing, I guess. But uh, redraft, I'm okay with the buy because it was about week two or three last year. People were willing to sell Miles Sanders, then he took off. So I I think with that type of weight and stash and C approach, I think it's a good buy right now, especially after getting zero touches. You might be able to get him a little bit cheaper. And he could come on down the stretch. Yeah. I'm not making a point to go get him in a redraft league, but if if someone comes with me with an offer, I would maybe consider like a yeah. like a Chris Carson for JK Dobbins type deal. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So um, uh, well I wanna say so stuff like that where you're you're not you don't want to spend that much for the guy, but you, you want him on your team for the back half of the year, uh send an offer. Because a lot of people aren't going to send an offer for Dobbins. You could send an offer. They can reject it right away. They might not even counter. You might not be able to get a deal done this week. But he gets zero touches again next week. This owner's freaking out a little bit. You're the first person they talk to. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm on the other end. I don't. I'm not making an offer for him. I'd rather go a different route. So you, you wouldn't put a, you wouldn't sell a bench receiver for Jacob Dobbins. Probably not. See, I, I disagree. But I'm I'm a running back quarter uh, that is clearly yeah. uh, clearly mm-hmm. shown in many aspects here. So uh, yeah, 
He says just hours after he uh, puts yeah. Miles Gaskin on the trade block. Yep, right after someone said they needed a running back. <laughs> I know. Hey, that's that's the listener league. The guy lost like three running backs. He could have Miles Gaskin. Fuck. All right, moving on. Paris Campbell. Obviously, if you have him in a redraft league, you're dropping him. Yes. But oh, I, I you, will say I will say you should wait to hear what he's out first. I mean, indefinitely and a slight chance to come back this season. I'm I'm not taking that I, shot. I understand, but I, I'm just saying I, you I need to like this could be something where you need to make the decision by Wednesday. If well, it's that dire, I I like if you absolutely need to drop him for someone, then I'm with you. But like if you if you had another option to drop i i would say wait to see what the 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 designation is i would say just toss him on your ir for now which you should have an ir people jesus christ uh but yeah i agree with you commissioners no this is definitely i wouldn't even say this is a keeper question uh because he's not up to that level yet where jk dobbins could be next year this is definitely a dynasty question more heavy i think uh, I think he's a buy in Dynasty. I don't think you're going to be able to do it this week unless that team is riddled with injuries. Um, I think this is more of closer to trade deadline where they forget that he had nine targets first week. Uh, that That's kind of more because, I mean, he looked great when he was on the field. So if you can get him for a decent price, maybe you can, you might be able to buy him for, I, I don't want to say you could buy him for a fourth, but I bought better people for less. so. You don't really know. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but I, he's definitely a buy at Dynasty. I think he's. I think him and Pittman are the real future of this team. All right, uh, Saquon Barkley. So obviously, if you have him in redraft, he's a drop. Uh, ESPN, he's a can't drop right now, but I'm sure they'll change that. Um, so I don't know what to do with him in a Dynasty league. I have him in a couple. One league, I'm two and zero. Oh, another league, I'm one and one. I have no idea what to do. I don't want to give him up, but obviously I can't use him for this season. What so, are you guys doing? So I think this breaks down. So let's let's start with keeper. Like keeper, it's not as serious as dynasty. You're maybe only keeping one or two people. Obviously, our keeper league is a little bit more in depth, but like I think you, I think he's a sell in keeper leagues because you could be able to get a couple really good guys that you still could keep. Um, but I, it's gonna. I still wouldn't sell for cheap. Dynasty is where it gets really questionable. I uh, I know. Um, I believe. Uh, believe suitors uh, discussing trading him in my dynasty league with you guys. Um, I know Christian apparently sent him the worst deal ever. Um, <laughs> Bro, I sent him. What's crazy is he comes back with. Call me an idiot. I think I sent him a a second. It was someone else's second. It's a, a buy low, but, I mean, I can't use this motherfucker for a year and a half, probably. I mean, there's no way you're buying Saquon or Dynasty for less than the equivalent of two firsts. I've like seen the, it. I've, I mean, I've seen it all over. Uh, one late first got it, and that's a high second. So, Listen, uh, a soccer's born every day. It's Dynasty. That's a top two Dynasty running back. Anymore. I mean, Christian, he's a top two dynasty running back. Fuck off. It's Dude, dynasty. Everyone. Okay. I, I don't know, Randy. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. What do you mean? I, I, 
because I would say right now, uh, McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, oh, okay. mate. I mean, Zeke. Clyde Edwards Hilaire's had I'd rather, I'd, a good game. Zeke, sure. Zeke, Zeke's in the conversation. I'll give you that. Kamara's in the conversation. I'll give you that. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I'd Jonathan argue Taylor with Taylor's top, opportunity. Taylor's not top five. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. I don't know if I would go to that tier, Christian, but I I do agree I that would. it's possible Barkley could be in the back end of the top five. I saw most people think that he – like uh, there was a poll on Twitter. Most th- people think he's going to be drafted in rounds four to six next year, Barkley. That's lower than Aaron Jones tier. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I'm not like – I'm I do not know stupid he's not, because I, I do he's know he's, not worth he's, he's he's worth more than Todd Gurley, yes. yes. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like there have been trades out there that are yeah. just like as I said, bad the one, as that one. The one he just went he just went for Keenan Allen. Um, ah, crap! I, I I he was just traded in my in one of my dynasty leagues. Let me pull it up really quick. He was traded for Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette in the second for Saquon is what the deal was. Yeah, that's so. That's I think good. that's I think that's the kind of deal you're going to be looking at. If if you're giving him away, I think that's the kind of return you have to expect. I I would want more than that, but then again, I but, I'm not I'm not selling him. So, but if you're a team that you thought you had a shot, and now you're he's done for the year, are you just packing it in for the season? Then, if you thought you had a shot, it wasn't because you only had Saquon. That's my thing. And if you're if you're middle of the pack or below, why would you sell Saquon? I mean, like I said, and l- let me put it this way: in the pinnacle, I'm two and zero now. I I won my second game. I have Saquon Barkley. My other running backs are Melvin Gordon, James Conner, and then I. That's pretty much it. I have Cordero Patterson. I have Ty Montgomery. I have Devontae Booker. I have Royce Freeman. I have Carryon Johnson. Like I need to make a decision if I want to. What like I need to make a decision if I want to win or not. Because if 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 I if I don't want to win, then yeah, I keep them and then just put them on my IR. Hope that Melvin Gordon and James Conner, neither of them get hurt, and then I just hope for the best for the year. Or I could look so, to trade Saquon Barkley, maybe get something back that could help me win this year. I I mean, like with that team, you only have three running backs as it is. So like, that's like I understand wanting to possibly trade him there and get the most value you can, maybe get another running back or two. But, like, I, I mean, in most cases, it, it, like, if you have Saquon, you planned and got a bunch of other running backs because there was a ton that went off the board by the time you picked again. So you probably snagged one of the next two picks, and then you snagged a couple of the next rounds, and you just kept going like that, and you knew you had some good receivers on the board. At least if yeah, you Yeah, but I think you're up, thinking the way you I, do and not how everybody else does. I mean, Right, but I'm saying I think Christian, Christian, and I are kind of on the same page here. Where you're, I don't know if your depth is great. If you have Saquon Barkley in dynasty leagues, like you probably don't have a ton of depth because you could have just as easily gone the other way. Well, I have Saquon, so I can target two middle round guys, and I should be okay for the most part. I mean, I don't know about that, but like, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I feel like that's somewhat true, but no, it's it's basically. I mean, it's it's a decision that. It it sucks, and you yeah. don't want to have to make it. And if it's it's almost going to feel like it's the wrong decision either way. 
if you're a decent team and you keep them and you just put them on the IR and you just hope for the best, it's going to feel like you didn't go all out to try to win. And if you're if you're uh, if you're a team that you trade them away, then it's going to when he comes back next year, it's going to feel like well, I just traded away one of the top end guys. It, it's it's a no win situation. So it's just trying to figure out what happened. That that I'm with you. You really don't win either way because you are you're not getting peak value. I know what right. was the ridiculous trade someone asked you to buy for him preseason, Christian? Uh, it was uh three first, two seconds. Good God! I think. Yeah. See, yeah. that's overpaying. Uh, like <laughs> by three, by two like, two seconds probably. Yeah, three like firsts. Is... First was preseason value around there, give or take. Yeah. All right. Um, Chris Carson is somewhat of a conundrum. The Rushing work is way down because Russell Wilson is is starting to pass more than he ever has. But the receiving work is up from what we're used to seeing out of him. I mean, he had 108 yards against the Patriots and he, he caught a touchdown pass. And um, he had six receptions for 45 yards and two touchdowns in week one. So he's had three receiving touchdowns through two weeks. I'm sorry, are you, are you worried that the rushing attempts have gone down, or are you excited that the receiving targets have gone up? He's a clear sell for me. Um, but He's so touchdown dependent right now, and Rashad Penny is ahead of schedule, and I really want to, I don't know the snap share, but Carlos Hyde was on the field for just far too long. Um, I just, I, I think I'm out on Carson the rest of the year because what happens when they start running the ball and they give the ball to Hyde, you know, Carson's value is gone. Yeah. I don't think uh, my thing is, I don't know if, if Chris Carson has done enough to like not deserve carries. He's not getting them though. So I, what changes? I mean, let me uh, let me take a look at something here. I mean, Carlos Hyde had five carries, and Chris Carson had um, seventeen in week two. So okay. I mean, so Carson, so Carson did get did still get a shot to run the ball is my point, and I don't think he's done anything to not deserve to get those. I agree. Seeing Carlos Hyde on the field for as much as he is, it kind of sucks. I, I'm almost right. old. I almost want to see what happens for a couple more weeks before I have to make this decision. Because I don't think you're, I don't think you're selling high. Because I mean, Carson's been good, but he hasn't been. He hasn't had like a a huge game yet in through two weeks. I'd almost want to hold and and see where the snap counts continue to go. I mean, he had a decently big week one. I I think I'm, I'm ironically I'm somewhat in the middle of you two for this. Uh, I think holding is a decent option, but with all the injuries this week, selling might be the best option. Uh, like Christian said, with Penny coming back, with Hyde being worked in, with the possibility of DJ Dallas even getting some carries, uh, just like I said, Carson is on a contract year, and uh, they, they might be exploring different options. So selling high, I think, is a good call, and then hold if you can't kind of thing. because. I mean, somebody may, somebody might trade you. You might be able to get Galladay or Godwin out of this. 
Like depending so, on how. Uh, Christian, um, to answer your question, per Fantasy Pros, through two weeks, Carlos Hyde has had has a twenty nine percent snap count. Chris Carson has a fifty three percent. Yeah, I mean, even that twenty nine scares me because then what happens when you introduce a third back? I know Travis, Hol- like, what's Travis Homer's? Because he was on the field a little 16. bit too. Yeah, so I mean, you have to figure Rashad Penny is much better than Travis Homer. But Travis Homer is going to stay on the roster because Travis Homer is a very good special teams player. And Rashad Penny is not. I mean, he's not bad, but it, so I don't I don't know what happens right now. You said he hasn't really had a good game. He's RB4, dude. I mean, in PPR, he's he's the dude right now. Sure, and but I, I don't think... think it's so pass catching dependent and touchdown dependent. You take away those three touchdowns. What are we looking at? nothing i mean i just i i get it but i i don't see why i i don't see the why the passing work changes carlos hyde's not a pass catcher we always talk about that no and i don't and, know if, and, and i don't know if rashad penny really cuts into that too i think penny does a little and that's enough for me the the, the main concern honestly is the snaps though i mean I I get that they're rotating guys in. They've been in two high-scoring games. How long are they going to let Russ cook? I mean, we have years and years of Russ not cooking, and now now we're just going to do it all season. I don't I don't know. I but then you can look at it. Then I think you can take the snap count and look at it the other way too. He's only playing fifty-three percent of the snaps. He's still RB four. Sure. I so I, I think you can look at that both ways. Well. To what Christian's point is, though, I don't think you can rely on receiving touchdowns for Carson. You can rely on some receiving work, but the touchdown, he's got three. He's got no rushing. So, but like you have Christian, to think he's, gonna, he's not going to end the year with zero rushing touchdowns. No, but what Christian's saying is the, the three passing, touch, rushing, uh, receiving, Jesus, touchdowns are more of an uh, anomaly than the no yeah. rushing touchdowns. Uh, so because of because of the work. So I mean I mean Christian made the hypothetical of you got rid of those three receiving touchdowns where it would be at, he'd be RB twenty two right now. Just above yes. nine miles. Who got one uh one touch <laughs> in week two. Yeah. You know, like that's I I know like and I, of course I had the argument that you can't take the touchdowns away from Ridley like pre-draft when I was all up on Calvin Ridley, you can't take them away from Carson completely. But what Pete Carroll wants to do is take snaps away from Chris Carson for some reason. I know I look like, I mean, people were texting me, is Chris Carson banged up? Like, are they, is he hurt? I said, no, they're just putting Travis Homer and Carlos Hyde in for entire series. And I mean, the rushing work is what like, people really drafted Carson for, and he's got nine points off of his rushing work right now. And that's it's a little scary, a little scary for me. I'd sell while the the iron is hot. Yeah, like, I, I mean, Christian, I, I think your, uh, your concerns are correct, and I think your sell high is the right point. Like I said, I, like, I, I don't think it's going to be straight up for Galladay or Godwin, but I think I think you can kind of steal those guys right now. 
Okay, but let me ask you this then. Are you willing to sell a running back of right now this tier to go get a receiver when running backs have just been obliterated for two weeks? So a guy that we don't think is going to be a top five running back, but he's in top five right now to get a wide See, receiver. I, and I don't think you could get I don't I I don't know if you could get Godwin or Godwin. I've seen it. It's it's happened in our leagues. People are getting Galladay for nothing. People, Godwin, not maybe as much, but Galladay they're getting for nothing. I mean, Galladay is also has a soft tissue injury that he hasn't played in two weeks, and I mean, who knows what Galladay is? We're gonna find out. Week three, he's back. Yeah, but you want to talk about an injury that's easy that that's easy to reaggravate. But I I get fuller into this. (laughs) What'd you say? He said, "Don't bring bring more." Yeah, but no, but that's what I'm saying. I, I like I said, I'm in between because I, he is doing good enough right now, but he does scare me. So, depending if you can sell him for a good price, fuck it. I mean, that good price would have to include a running back. I'm not trading him for a wide receiver. So, but yeah, but you could. J.K. I mean, Dobbins might, and and Chris Godwin. JK, that's JK never going to be a deal. I don't think. I don't think JK that would be a deal. Galladay for Chris Carson and Will Fuller. Chris Carson. I don't want, I don't want to take a Will Fuller. A pull yeah. shit. Yeah. Or get I would Will buy, put Will, Will Fuller on this list. I would buy him up right now. Yes, he has a hamstring injury, but when he's <laughs> out, yeah, he's good. I was just throwing a basic receiver out there. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. You could, <laughs> Mike Willie. I don't know. I want it for me personally. I wouldn't, with, with, Running backs the way it is, I wouldn't want to take the hit in a guy that could very much not be relevant this year in J.K. Dobbins. I mean, but Galladier Goblin very much will be relevant. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's team need. Yeah, but I yeah. think the best advice that we gave tonight is one Randy said: if you can get a lot, fuck it, and <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. It's true. <laughs> Fair. All right. Is there anyone else you guys want to bring up? Uh, not particularly. Okay. Uh, so go uh, go make some waiver claims. Uh, hopefully, your team made it through the Armageddon that was week two. I know a lot of my teams didn't, especially my my uh, one home league that I'm now down seven players, an eighth if you count Ronald Jones, which you should. Yes. Yes. No. You should. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Even though he was outstabbed by twelve, outtouched by twelve, to Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that's one week though. What happened they, a week before? And they were up early too. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I need a it's, larger than two game sample where one of the weeks Leonard Fournette was fucking ass. If he comes out and plays well, that's fine. I traded the fucking first for him in a dynasty league and. I can get rid of my Rojo shares somehow, but it's just, it's it's a situation that it just I don't even want to deal with. That's what sucks is uh, that I don't think any and I don't think any Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette owner wants to deal with this right now. True. Also, backfield you don't want to deal with Patriots. James White's the only one I want to care about. Yeah, Screw uh, that. How did James yeah. White even do? Like I don't. I want Rex Burkhead over him. I think. Right. Seriously, Chris. <laughs> James White didn't play, man. Oh, you're right. But yeah. also, yeah, 
Rest in peace. Sorry, I forgot about that. You're good, even you're good. even Damian Harris when he comes back. I know Christian. I know like we talked about Damian Harris being big on him. It's like this is Cam. It's Cam's touchdowns. No, it's no one else's rushing touchdowns. Uh, but Cam. I don't want to speak for Christian, but we we discussed this last night where both Sony and Harris are just their upside so capped. They're not going to get goal line carries. Uh, <laughs> they don't even have a running back on the field out there. Uh, the, the only the only thing that would keep me on the Damian train is back to the conversation of I think Damian's explosive. If he breaks one off and they don't get a goal line carry, that's where I think Damian Harris has a little more value still. But we yeah. don't know if that's going to be the case coming off an injury. Plus, yet. how I mean, plus how often, like how often, are, like how often are you really relying on that to make or break your fantasy that's, day? That's the biggest problem. But yes, but I also think when Damian Harris comes back, Rex Burkhead and James White take a hit, and I think it's just Damian and Sony, and we say fuck it. I know it you're st- you're it still in be. on James White, but it, I'm not. I dropped uh, him. First of all, uh, Burkhead got a dick ton of targets last night. Uh, so why would James I? Be- play. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly, Christian. Thank hey, you. Hey, all I know <laughs> is. One of my A1 quarterbacks is currently QB2. Yeah. Don't want to talk about the other one. I, I'm more saying if it's both Sony and Harris as the running running back, I don't want either. If one completely wins out the job, I want that guy somewhere. No, you, Cam Newton's, Cam Newton's the running back to own. Cam Newton's the running yeah, back to own. He's out rushing it off the running backs. I mean, also, for the record, I mentioned my A1 quarterback. Hey, Carson Wentz, figure it out. He's worse uh, than Dwayne Haskins. I know. One quarterback. Carson Wentz has no receivers, apparently, and he also doesn't uh, have an offensive yeah, line. An offensive line, or, yeah. Jesus H. All right. Um, let's wrap it up. So, Wednesday show, starts of the week, sits. Hopefully, we're better with our starts of the week than we were this week. We all kind of whiffed. Um, uh, shot on tight end. We, the, the, yeah. the shots we took. Were the the, one, the ones that didn't really uh, play out? Yeah, Hunter Henry kind of. Yeah, for that. I mean, I, I'd like to say I, I picked right picking uh, Mike Evans in the top three. Well, I'm just saying, but well, that, that is a little, a little long hanging fruit though. So that's all right. Christian, Christian already said his start of the week next week is Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> he just wants yeah. to get that right back right. <laughs> God, I mean, who was my oh James Connor, which I I picked Shit, correctly because he got hurt and Benny Snell went off, so James Connor would have went off. That's right, trash, trash. I mean, I will yeah. say, I, I will say, I did low hanging fruit with Mike Evans, but my backup would have been uh, Deontay Johnson, which also was right. So. Yeah, yeah, I did not expect, and I for <laughs> I also did not expect the Lions to win by or the Packers to win to put up 42 points, and Aaron Rodgers have two of those touchdowns. <laughs> Aaron Jones is fucking eight. Big ol' big old Aaron Jones. He's the GOAT. Yeah. But that's, uh, we'll, we'll, so we'll, uh, we'll try to be better this week for you guys. Rankings should have them out by uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Um, anything else to pimp here, gentlemen? No. Uh, I mean, we already kind of talked about Thrive Fantasy, but use our code to cut to get twenty dollars. Is that uh, still? Is that still, like? Does that expire? Oh, no. whole year thing, buddy. 
Uh, Christian, my, my Christian and Thrive Fantasy seem to have a very good Twitter relationship going on. We do. They I mean, they challenged I, me on my Patrick Mahomes. They fucking they did. Slut. Yeah. They, say, every most of the time you tweet at them, you include me in the tweet. So I'm like, oh, we have a relationship. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't true. speak. I just play, but <laughs> the one I I said I told you guys to smash the under on Patrick Mahomes, and they said we'll just uh, uh, bookmark this for now. I said bring it on, and then and I you was got like, it right. Sweat in overtime, right? <laughs> sweat yeah. the three hundred two of the three hundred three point five line. Yes. Also, very scared. The last thing I'll say is this Thursday night game is ass. Yeah, what it's who it's the Dolphins. Dolphins Jack. Dolphins, Jags, but the Monday nights, the Ravens, Chiefs. So, yes. so you're, it's kind of, it's kind of the NFL big film. All <laughs> right, but for Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys today. We gone.